William Wykerly once wrote, Hunger, revenge, to sleep our petty foes, but only death the jealous eyes can close. There are so many movies about this topic, an affair, jealousy, and obsession. But when does a harmless affair, okay, affairs can never really be harmless, but when does an affair really cross the line? The stalking, manipulation, the lies, all so that an adulterer can have the upper hand and avoid rejection. Tonight we see how one woman can weave quite the tangled web. It was very weird to not be on our our normal schedule. It's like, wow, what do we do with the rest of our Sunday? I know it was it was stressful. I almost we almost didn't get to the airport on time today. Oh boy. Well, it, you can blame the Bishop of Fall River for that because he so. We were having a mass. The Bishop of Fall River? Yes. It sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> what the fuck is that? So they're at my parish um, in New Bedford. They are merging with two other parishes and they're renaming our parish. So it's like now going to be a mega church? <laughs> Not a mega church. Um, it's just going to be the three churches that were separate are now going to be one. So I was in St. Mary's Parish, and now they're calling the the three parish initiative, whatever, that is going to be meeting at my church. So we have the building, but they're naming it, they're renaming it St. Gabriel's. So today the bishop said mass because it was the last mass as St. Mary's, and like t- t- it takes the change takes effect at midnight. Going so there were a lot more people at mass than normal because no, the bishop it, was there? No, it wasn't it wasn't full, but the bishop when during his homily, it was a very long homily and then um because the bishop was there, there were like other things that they have to do. Then there was a ceremony where they like each parish like is bringing bringing cuz I mean we are still there, but like like things from their parish. So like one parish brought um, like a, a crucifix. The other one brought like a crown that um, uh, the other parishes are St. Joseph, St. Therese, and then um, Our Lady of Fatima. So they had the crown that the Lady of Fatima wore, were like a replica of the crown that she was, hmm. that she appeared in. And so they did like this whole like presentation of that. And so it was a 1030 mass and normally masses are like 45 minutes, but it was like already 1135. And I was like, we need to go. Like it takes an hour to get to the airport. My flight leaves at 215. So Oof. yeah. Um, but I mean, I made it here. I am good to have you back. I'm glad to be back. So we do have a new Supremo Ooh. this uh. week. Actually, we may have had another new taco. Hang on. Y'all need to get on live chat, yo. I know. Um, well, we know Matt's now a Supremo. Thanks, Megan Matt. just joined us. And I think we have one more. Darren, shout out to you. You have upped yours to be an official Supremo now. Yay. Thanks, Darren. Darren, what? Nice, I know. He, he's like, you don't even, yeah, you're, you're the the official, unofficial, was it, uh, Instagram? Page manager. Yeah, he hosts our, our, Facebook. our Instagram, Instagram page that's an unofficial an unofficial An fan page. Un- unofficial fan page. Uh, so this one's for Megan. Woo! Megan. Our newest. How does Twitter. Megan spell? There's so many different ways to spell Megan. Um, With an H, not with an E-A. Just like oh, normal. Oh, cool. So M-E-H? No, M-E-G-H-A-N. The most common way, perhaps. Really? I thought that Megan without the H is more common. Really? I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. It's like when people think most Nicoles have an H in it. Like, <laughs> really? What? No. Do not put an H in my name. Do Mm-mm. most people uh, call her Meg? Meg Megan? Can I you don't know. Me? Megan, can you answer that? Or do you go by Meg, Maggie? Yeah, we'll wait. <laughs> 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 I get an email like on Wednesday. <laughs> Surprise shots, surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Please be coffee. Something. I mean, it's got to be Bailey's and something. This is in honor of my trip to New Hampshire. Cheers. Cheers. 
Bailey's and butterscotch? No, it's the maple pecan. Oh, oh I God. forgot we still had that. That mm. shit doesn't even taste like alcohol. I could drink that shit in the mm. morning. They gave at the wedding that I went to, they gave out little um little maple syrups. Mm-hmm. <gasps> How it, cute. Yeah, but it was five ounces, so I didn't take it with me. Mom's gonna ship me a few things. So. Oh well. Tonight we're going to the Maury Studios are oh, around God. there. Stanford? <laughs> yeah, Jen. That's where Jen went to school, right around oh, the corner. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, in Hamden, which is like about Did you go to see Maury? I didn't. I think I was supposed to go one time, and then something happened, and I just didn't go. I went once. I mean, they, they flew me out there free. I was You were a guest special on the guest? show? Yeah, I was uh, something about DNA Were test. you the father? <laughs> you are not the father. What <laughs> Inconclusive data. <laughs> oh shit! I used to watch that every morning. <laughs> it, was, it was it was Jerry, and then Maury, and then Steve Wilkos, mm-hmm. and Who then everyone loves up- Raymond. <laughs> yes, on CBS. <laughs> I loved Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. So that was my that was my childhood. So, all right, tonight we are going to Stanford, Connecticut, March 23rd, 2003. We're talking about a sex game Ooh. called What's That in My Hand? Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> well, that doesn't sound that much fun, honestly. <laughs> I feel like there's really only one answer to that. It's the guessing game. game. The guessing game. It's a sex game. You play it when you're having sex. You say, you take some handcuffs, you handcuff your partner to a chair, then you take a blindfold, you put a blindfold on him or her, then you hold something to their skin and they try to guess what it is. So it could be anything like a carrot or a pickle or a, <laughs> what do you call them, long <laughs> ruler? <laughs> a yardstick? So, I don't know. Has anybody ever played that game? No. No. All right. Well, speaking of games, so have you guys I'll seen... go first. <laughs> I'm playing it right now. No, I'm good. Have you guys started watching Squid Game? No, no I, I haven't saw heard that it. shit. Looks dumb. What is it? Um, it's I guess it's Korean, I think. Um, you're either Korean or Japanese and um Oh, we're going to have a listener that's super pissed that you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Well, Sami Song, he's gonna I be like, it's either Korean or Japanese. Oh, so we all look alike. That's what he's gonna say. No, I, I, <laughs> I thought that I read that it took place in Japan, but then, but my sister's boyfriend said that it was Korean. So I don't know. What I don't know. But but it's like an a, a show that's on it's the a, air right now, or is it's it on, on Netflix. Netflix? It's like a game show, right? <laughs> no. Oh, I thought it was a game show. No, it's about um, like. Lee says it is Korean. All right, thank you, thank you, Lee. Dude, I thought Parasite was Chinese. I, I, thought it I was literally too. need to go. We need to go and figure that out because I don't know why I thought that was a Chinese movie. I did too. Did you? Yes, hmm. I was like adamant that it was a Chinese. Yeah, movie. Yeah, I know. And then I, I, was I think too. I corrected it. Anyway, tell us about Squidward. Anyway, anyway, it's all in it's all in Korean. It's you have subtitles, but it's it's essentially that. Um, the, I only watched a little bit of the first episode, but you have people that are like in need of money and some guy like walks up to them and it's like, you want to play a game and they go to play these games, but they don't tell you that if you lose the game, you die. Oh, I so I thought it was a game show. No, no, it's a it's a series about like, well, they make people. it look like a game show when you first log into Netflix Oh, to me at least. Oh, they're both dubbed. Okay. Oh, they're dubbed, so I can I can listen to it in English instead of reading the subtitles. Then okay. The um, what's that's that a, one? Um, Wipeout, I think is. Oh, that's an actual game show. That looks like fun, dude. What? Some of the Japanese games are fucking weird. My face is so puzzled because I haven't. I don't know what. Some of the Japanese about. games are so. It's, weird. A, it's a big part of their like culture, though. Yeah, yeah like, but one of them game shows are huge. But, they have some weird. Do you remember sexual MX games? Live? Yes. MX MXC Live or MXC Mass? Uh, I don't remember what it was called. It was on Spike no. TV, and it was a. It was like a. 
an Asian game show, but they dubbed it in English and they're like making fun of all of like, like the, they're like making like funny commentary over it. Like, so it's supposed to, and it's like a wipeout. (laughs) It's like wipeout. Essentially they have all these challenges, but it's like two Americans that are like, commenting on it it's Bond old was, it's an old old that's show funny no it We've was been, um, funny welcome to talk murder me my name is john i'm sitting here with jen and nicole i put all my sources photos and videos on talkmurder.com. you can go there this is episode 267 and we are also on live chat for you supremo so you guys can tell me if you've heard of this case sheila davalu D-A-V-A-L-L-O-O, Davalu, Lou, Davalu, Davalu. I have not. She has been interviewed by the very intelligent Pierce Morgan. I hate that fucking guy. (laughs) 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 If there ever was a bigger tool than me. Why do you hate Pierce Morgan so much? I, this is, I never realized. I fucking hate that him. Hate... And why is he interviewing killers? He has no. You know, I, don't I, had, I know. had no idea that you had such a distaste for Pierce Morgan. <laughs> I fucking I hate that like guy. I feel like that's so. Hate the, everything about random. that guy. Random. Hate him. Hate him. I, I hate him. Anyway, so March 23rd, 2003, we're talking about a sex game. We are going to Stanford, Connecticut. This is a guessing game. I blindfold you and. You sit on a chair handcuffed, and then I rub something hard on you, and you tell me what it is. Um, I just want to interject and say I will never <laughs> voluntarily participate in a game that starts with you blindfolding me. And handcuffing you to a chair. Well, you said it starts with you blindfolding me, so I wouldn't be able to tell you were handcuffing me to a chair. Well, no... So the particip- So it's a it's a it's a husband wife type of game, right? Which is another this isn't reason like why a party game. Playing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I'm just saying not that kind of party. Well, I'm just saying like I don't care in what kind of game it is. Yeah. If it involves this- you blindfolding me, I will not be participating. Well, I guess it could be part of family game night. <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of family. West Virginia. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> the good kind of incest. <laughs> I gotta stop making fun of West Virginia. Uh, uh, the game started March 23rd, 2003. This is husband and wife. They're sitting there. They're trying to bring more intimacy back into their relationship. Their relationship's been on the decline. Both husband and wife, yeah, they did fall in love at one point, but they're both extremely busy with their professional careers and eventually that turns into them both being busy with their private lives as well Mm. so this is like the last ditch effort to bring in some sort of spark or some sort of fun into the relationship so what do you guys think happens when we start the story with a sex game (laughs) well and I'm probably the only well, podcaster well, someone, in the world that wants to start it with a sex game. Well, someone <laughs> dies, clearly. I'm wondering if they die during this during sexy time or All right, husband and wife, wife Sheila Davalu, husband Paul Christos. And if you want to read this. So, the wife goes first, the husband I think it was it was like a spatula or something and he rubbed it on her nipple and it got stuck and he's like pulling it Ew, off. Ow, ow. Oh, Jesus Christ. It was a, sl- a slatted spatula. <laughs> ow. Or like a carrot grater. Ow. He's like <laughs> grating her nipple. Oh my off. God. That's oh, terrible. Jesus. Jesus. I mean, that's a, that brings a whole new light to nipple play. Something very simple. <laughs> my boobs. Anyway, so after that boring thing, whatever he put on her, on his wife, then this is what happened. Now, everything Nicole's going to be reading tonight is from the actual police report, word for word. So, okay. if you want to read this. Can you imagine being the police officer taking these depositions? Then it was Christos' turn. He lay on the floor blindfolded and handcuffed to a chair. Christos guessed various common household items. The defendant then went to the kitchen to retrieve one last item, one more thing to guess. 
She sat on Christos' midsection and touched the item to his face. Christos guessed the item was a candle. The item was a knife. Whoa. <laughs> so this could um, go wrong. <laughs> uh, How do you guess a candle when the fucking thing's a knife? I'm thinking maybe she <laughs> did handle. Did, yeah, a with candle is hot, though. Not if it's yeah. not lit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It could have been a candlestick, and yeah. she could have used the, the non-blade part. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely not a candle. It was a knife. Now, what do you think she does with that knife? Stabs him. As soon as the husband guesses a candle, she doesn't even say, nope, that's wrong. Eh, guess again. She takes the knife, she brings it back, and thrusts it right into his chest. Oof. Now, she's going to do this twice. She thrusts the knife into his chest, and she says, quote, and this is the exact word she said, Oh, my God. I think I hurt you. You're bleeding. End quote. So obviously the wife doesn't love the husband anymore. <laughs> you guys get it. She's going to try to kill the right. guy. Yeah. yeah. So she thrusts a knife in there. Then she does it again. So twice right there. And now he is handcuffed to the chair. There's a, a and I have a photo of the chair I'll put on talkmore.com, but it's, it's a, a table chair, like a dinner table chair, just a wooden regular chair. Mm-hmm. And it's handcuffed to the back of the chair. Now, this guy, Paul Christos, is still alive at this point. He is blindfolded and handcuffed, and he is talking barely, and he says, get the handcuff keys, you know, get the handcuff keys, because he doesn't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. At this point, he thinks it may be still a candle, because his wife even says, quote, something fell on you. I think the candle hurt you. End quote. That's what he's... And she's still saying it's a candle. Yeah, and he's like fucking spurting blood everywhere. Something fell on you. I think the candle hurt you. And he's like spurting out blood all over the place. He's losing consciousness at this point. He is begging her to find the handcuff keys. So she gets the handcuff keys and lets him go, right? No. No, she lost the keys. Okay, she lost the handcuff keys. Like between the... (laughs) Three minutes that it took to... Where did she lose them? Did she, like, throw them out the window and lose them? Or... Did she swallow them? Well, think about this right now. She is killing her husband, and she is going to try the defense of it was a sex game gone wrong. That is her... That is what she is thinking would work. <laughs> May I ask, was this the first time that they were trying something super kinky like yeah, this? Yeah, it was. She actually told him about it the day before, the night before. Okay, so she introduced. He didn't want to do it. You'll see the guy. He didn't want to do it. Okay. (laughs) Fuck. I wouldn't want to do it either. Uh, She hit them in her butt. (laughs) Yes. All right. So she could not find the handcuff keys at all. So he's like. Spartan blood at this point. Oh, he's everywhere. Yeah, he's pretty much dead. So not dead, but. Near death. Near death. He. Says, call 911. So she goes in the other room and she is talking to somebody, or at least she's making it seem like she's calling 911. But 20 minutes, 30 minutes go by, and an ambulance still has not arrived yet. He is now demanding to get out of the chair. He tells her to break the chair, she breaks it. He's like, where's the ambulance? I'm literally dying. I'm losing my blood. I'm tired of holding the sponge to my chest to soak up the blood. Uh, she never called? No, she never called. But she did. <laughs> he did say, let me talk to him. Let me talk. Because she could. he could hear her on the phone, mm-hmm. or at least pretending to be. She actually told him, the operator doesn't want to talk to you. Oh, my uh, God. She just... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that would be the worst 911 operator in history. Uh, I have the victim right here. Like, do you want to talk to him? No. 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 Just no. If you want to read this. The defendant told Christos that the operator did not want to talk to him, but rather wanted him to lie on the floor. The defendant at this point instead telephoned her secret boyfriend and invited him over to the condominium for dinner. (laughs) Well... (laughs) Hey, so. babe, you, you want to come over? I'm, I'm making lasagna. 
Don't mind the blood on the floor. So here's here's her thinking right now. She's going to murder her husband. The cops. All right. Just put yourself in this crazy fucking mental state. I'm going to murder my husband. Tell the cops I'm playing a sex game that went wrong and I stabbed him in the in the chest until he bled out. They're going to buy it because by eight. 8.30 tonight, which is only in a few hours, I'm going to be having dinner at my place with my boyfriend. Okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, Totally it, feasible. Even yeah. if they... Because the boyfriend apparently didn't know about it. We'll get to that. But uh-huh. even if... Even if the cops did believe off the bat that it was a sex game going wrong... The fact that she'll be available for dinner at her condo, the same place that he died within a few hours, is comical. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, the crime scene's going to be cleaned up, all the blood's going to be cleaned up, and we're going to have a nice lasagna dinner. I just find it odd that she would think this would work. Yeah. You know? And also, she still didn't kill the husband. He's still alive at this point. (laughs) He is, and she's just like, come on, dude. Get your blood out, man. He is still alive. She had used a four-inch paring knife. What's a paring knife? It's like the... It's a little... I mean, I've got little, a picture of it. A little sharp blade. We have, we do have one in the butcher block. He was stabbed twice in the, the chest. He actually begs at this point. He's begging his wife while he's on the floor, bleeding out. With two stab wounds in the chest, he's begging his wife to drive him to the hospital because apparently the ambulance, they're not going to come for whatever they're, reason. They're stuck in traffic. They're stuck in traffic or whatever. So eventually she agrees. Now, this is after she calls her boyfriend and everything. The boyfriend doesn't know. The boyfriend doesn't even know she's married. Oh. Which we're going to oh, get so to. so she's lying to the boyfriend, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mm. So she's like. So he may not have known then that she was going to kill her husband. She he had going, no idea. Or the the boyfriend. He had no idea. The boyfriend had no idea that because he didn't even know that she was married. He's begging now to go to the hospital and she finally ag- agrees. She finally agrees, but she drives really slow to get there. Super slow, like taking all the wrong turns. Oops, I didn't mean to get off on 25. I meant to get off on 26 or whatever. You know, now I got to do everything over and go back home and start again because that's how I like to do. That's how I would do it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just taking her time to get there. And he is dying in the back seat. She finally pulls up to the Behavioral Health Center at Westchester Medical Center in Valhalla, Valhalla New York. They get to... The hosp- the behavioral health hospital <laughs> in New York. And they're the probably like, what are you doing here? Well, here's the thing. She didn't pull up to the door. I mean, obviously, you guys are oh saying she's trying she to... Oh, my God, did she just dump him out? <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's walk. Let's walk to the car. She the- pulls up around back. You know, if you go to, you know how you go to any hospital and you can go in the back... But like way back, you know, because the parking lots are so vast, right. you go way back there and it's like real dark and you can buy some good meth back there kind of shit. That's where she goes. Way back there, there's like one little blinking street light. It is completely dark and there's... So she's just doing this to continue to buy herself time <laughs> yeah, for him to bleed out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's like, damn, he's not dead yet, huh? All right. So now is now the doctors and the nurses don't even hear her because she is in the back parking lot way back there. There's other parkings, but even if she wanted to park, she could park. But obviously you would just take your dying husband to the front gate, you know, to the front door. But she parks way in the back. And if you want to read this. The defendant got out of the car and opened the rear driver's side door. Christos thought the defendant was going to help him out of the car until he saw an angry expression on her face and saw her lunge at him with a knife. Oh, man. So now at the hospital, in the the very back of the hospital, there's no other cars there. There's no staff walking because it's in the back. 
she opens the back door and he sees her own wife. He sees his own wife lunge at her with the knife and she successfully stabs him again with the knife. This one's going to be harder to tell the police about, like why there was a second stab wound so much later after. So at this point, he knows that his wife is going to kill him. And this wasn't a candle that fell on him. She stabbed him with a four inch paring knife. Very sharp candle. She stabs him again. And he actually has the gusto and the strength and the fortitude to live. He actually gets out of the car, the backseat of the car, and wrestles with his own wife. So now, in the back of the 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 hospital, in the shady part, they're in this grassy section, you know, with the pavement and there's little grass. They're in there wrestling with a knife, and he is bleeding all over the place. He gets away from his wife, and he runs towards the front of the hospital. He is 200 yards away from the door. That's how far she parked. Uh, it's, it, I mean, a paring knife is not a very big knife. No. It's usually short. That's what I'm saying. That's why she should have used a bigger knife, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would have used a bigger knife. She, yeah. If she yeah. was going to try to do some damage but there. It was more, I think it was more of a, well, the cops will buy it more if, if I use a small knife and maybe hit a nick and an artery was, or something. Yeah. But she didn't nick it. Like, she stabbed him, and yeah. she didn't hit anything major. Well, their relationship was on the rocks. <laughs> and clearly, this is going to sound bad. She I, what she was doing. Look at this guy. This guy has the this guy has the face of, you know what? I have a lot to think about in this life. Oh, <laughs> oh poor guy. I mean, he looks like a nice dude. Yeah. Look at his face. He's like, well, well, he's in the hospital. He's probably on drugs. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? It's like, holy he's shit. He's like, not a bad looking dude. No, not at all. Very attractive man. I will say real quick that when he frees himself and he runs to the front door screaming, she is saying this because he lived through this. And so he tells police, and in fact, he testifies against his own wife. She says, quote, stay with me, talk to me. While they're wrestling, he tries to get away, and she is getting him, stay with me, please talk to me, don't leave. Prosecutors said Davalu took Christos to the Westchester Medical Center in Valhalla only after he begged her. When she parked near the hospital, she took the knife and stabbed him a third time. Christos, 37, was saved by open-heart surgery and is recovering. She had a non-jury trial, second-degree attempted murder for the murder of her husband, first-degree assault, fourth-degree criminal possession of a weapon. The assistant DA argued in trial that the stabbing wasn't only intentional, it was premeditated, that Davalu wanted Christos dead because she was obsessed with her lover and co-worker, Nelson Sessler. That's the guy that she called at her home, or the couple's home, mm-hmm. after she stabbed her own husband. She calls her secret boyfriend, Nelson Sessler. And Nelson doesn't know what's going on. He is planning to get there. In fact, he actually shows up to the condo, and there's police everywhere. And since this is a condominium, there's multiple units. He doesn't think it's, you know, for Sheila. And now he's all like, whoa, what's going on? Quote, Davalu and her lawyer claimed she never meant to harm Christos and that she was confused when she stabbed him out of frustration and didn't realize what she was doing. End quote. So that guy is like, what the fuck? This is her right here. Now this is the picture here. I put all the, I'll put all these photos on talkmore.com. This is Sheila Davalu and her secret boyfriend. He kind of looks like the husband. No, that's not the husband. That's I the know, secret boyfriend. I, I know. I know they he, do look alike. I see it. They all work together. And this is on a vacation. Now, here's the thing. They were taking vacations together. They were taking vacations wow. together. Oh. Now, the husband and the wife were living together. And I'll get into this, but this story is, is you wouldn't call it a love triangle. It's more of a, 
I, there's a lot of is people. This, is this a love rhombus? No, I was going to say no, rhombus. No, because the people, there's only, because Sheila is the only one that knows about the other three people involved. Oh. So, now he is dating other people too, but she is actively having affairs and lying about it. So, for instance, her boyfriend right there, Nelson Sessler, mm-hmm. her boyfriend, Nelson Sessler, does not even know she's married. Nelson Sessler comes to the condo that she shares with her husband and spends weeks at a time. How do you think you would get away with that without your husband knowing? He travels a lot for work. No. They actually work in the same office. They're both scientists. <laughs> what? This reminds me of the uh, the Raleigh story about the does scientists. He w- does he work overnight? Like a sleep study person? No, this guy, her secret boyfriend will spend weeks at a time at her place, move his stuff in, everything, his weights, you know, his gym weights, his toothbrush, his whatever, move everything in. Do they rent the room to him? No, they don't rent the room. That's a good, uh, that's a good uh, guess. This is what she does. This will tell you exactly her personality right here. Did you bring me a beer? Thank you. I did. She tells her husband, they've been married for several years. She tells him that her mentally challenged brother, which she does have one, okay, and he was in a group home at the time. She tells her own husband that he wants to come spend a few weeks with her, but he's very, very peculiar with some of his uh, wants and needs, and he doesn't want to see... Like, for instance, any pictures of her and her husband laying around. And he, he he's actually got to move out because the the brother needs to know that it's just him and his sister and stuff like that. She is saying that her her lover is her brother. No, no, no. That's not what I meant. She's telling her husband right. that her mentally her challenged brother, brother is, is moving in, moving in, and he is since he is. He but has the mentally challenged mental, brother is this person. No, dude, listen, listen to me. Listen, she tells her husband that he's got to pack up and leave for several weeks because Sheila Davalu's mentally and they use even in the police report they use the word retarded so that's that'd give you exactly where his you know brain is or whatever that his mentally challenged brain cannot accept other people being there you know he's he's antisocial he doesn't like i mean i can't explain how she told the husband right, right, but right. and it's it gets but it was enough to get him out of the house it's even stuff like she doesn't want him the brother to see pictures of you know another person because he will get anxiety or whatever whatever she tells him i don't know exactly how she does it but he believes it and he moves out multiple occasions on multiple occasions he moves out moves all of his stuff and she makes it seem like the the brother, the mentally challenged brother, cannot stand it if any of his stuff, I'm talking about clothes, all your personal belongings, pictures of you and her, out of the house, everything cleaned out. Because what's the alternative here? The secret boyfriend who doesn't know she's married comes and lives with her for a couple of weeks and then sees pictures of the husband, you know, like on the frame on the wall. That's what I'm saying. That's the alternative here. It almost feels like it would have been easier for her to say that she has to go stay with her her brother for her to go with the bo- like yeah. live with the boyfriend. Well, the boyfriend, the secret boyfriend has three other roommates. So crazy. But still like I don't know. Did I not explain that right? No, you did. It makes sense. I mean, the like, mentally what, challenged the brother, the mentally handicapped brother, it was an excuse. Mm-hmm. She really does have one, so he did believe it. Oh, okay, okay. Did you just now I, get it? I, I didn't know. <laughs> I got it. I thought she was making up that her brother. No, she completely. really has one, but he wasn't coming to stay. Gotcha. She just wanted. I thought her she was making out. up a fictitious person. 
and the fictitious person was the boyfriend. Let me just reiterate real quick, because this gets really confusing. There's a lot of people in this fucking case. Sheila Davalu is the killer, and the husband is not who she kills. She kills another person. Oh. But we got to get this out of the way first. She is having an affair with this guy who's also working with all of them. Now, they're not working side by side. They work at Purdue Pharma, which is a huge company. So I don't know how many people, thousand maybe. So the chances of them working together, and they all work different things. Like mm-hmm. she works uh, medical thesaurus work, where I, I guess you come up with this big ass, long ass fucking names from of drugs or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever she does. Interesting. And he works in chemical research or something like that. So they don't actually see each other, but. She tells her husband that also works at Purdue Pharma to move out all of her stuff so her bo- so that her brother, who is mentally challenged, can come in and stay with them. But it's a ruse to have her boyfriend, who doesn't know she's married, to come stay with her for several weeks. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. All right. All right, so this is Nelson Sessler right here. And if you want to describe him for the podcasters. Tall, brown hair, scruffy beard. I I don't know. He's just like average. So they're vacationing together, taking photos. He doesn't really look like, I mean, yeah, his arms is around. So his arm is around her. The Mm -hmm. photo we're looking at right now is they're in maybe Stanford or somewhere. They're on vacation. So probably away from their you know, hometown, she Mm -hmm. would say that, oh, I got to go on a research trip or whatever. And there in some city is snow on the ground and she is really into him. You can tell she's leaning in. He uh, he's kind of not sure about it. More standoffish. More standoffish. Yeah. Uh, Not a bad looking dude. Looks just like the the actual husband. But apparently he doesn't know that she's married. So he arrives at her house the night that she stabs her husband and she he's wanting some food. He's like, What's what's on the grill? Like what's what are you cooking? Lasagna, whatever. Let's eat. He finds a bunch of cops there. A bunch of cops. He goes up to the condo and they're like, you know, who are you? And he's like, Um, you know, I'm here to see Sheila, my girlfriend. And then he says, the boyfriend says, are you, to the cops, are you here about the murder? Oh, shit. The The cops believe he's talking about the attempted murder of the husband. Uh-huh. But he, now this is, this is a fucking confusing case, and I'm sorry. The secret boyfriend is actually talking about the murder a few months back of his girlfriend. Oh. He subconsciously or maybe just it clicked just then instantly knew that the cops were at Sheila's house because oh she had she had to be the one to murder my girlfriend 3 months back. Oh. So he says, "Are you here about the murder?" The cops are like, "What the fuck? What murder? No one's dead. We're here responding to this domestic." But sex also game. under suspicion that he, she had told him the plans. Maybe she. So he's like, "No, my girlfriend got murdered three months ago. Did Sheila do it?" So they're like, "We have no idea what you're talking about because the murder that I'm about to go into now happened in a different district." A different city oh. so you know cops don't talk to each other whatever they had no idea but it was only three months so they were the case was very well active mm. and very well ongoing so the background on nelson sessler he was hired in 2000 by purdue pharma he actually works in medication development for pain so pain management medications Uh, He has a doctorate in pharmacy from uh, Massachusetts College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences. He meets Sheila at a happy hour for Purdue Pharma. However, around the same time period, he meets another girl, too. And that's the the girl that's going to get murdered. Her name is Annalisa. So Annalisa, they meet at at a happy hour. 
and this is December 2000, they start living together. Okay. And things got real serious in November 2002. This is right before the murder. So as you see this photo here, he is not really feeling Sheila anymore. And a quick thing about Sheila, she hates rejection. She freaking hates it. No one can reject her. By November 2002, he was completely done with Sheila, bored, and he wanted to just be with his new girlfriend, long-term girlfriend. And he apparently he had no idea that she was actually married. So he starts pursuing her and they actually move in together. So now you got how many people we got so far? We got the killer, Sheila Davalu, the one that stabbed her husband. The husband, which I won't talk about anymore. The only time he comes up from now in the story is when Sheila, the wife, has to cross-examine the husband because she, for some reason, wants to defend herself. I don't know. Oh, boy. Maybe it looks like she's not guilty that way. <laughs> but... So you got those two, the husband and wife, you got a Nelson Sessler, which is a secret boyfriend. And then you got his girlfriend, Anna Lisa Raimondo, who is the, the main victim, the one that died. Got it. So now a little bit about her before we go on. This is about Anna Lisa Raimondo. Her father says, quote, she was a very thoughtful daughter. She was the perfect daughter, an excellent human being. End quote. She was smart. She had her bachelor's from Harvard. Wow. Master's from Columbia University in public health. And she's been working at Purdue for several years now. She was also very close with her parents. And this is how the parents knew something was wrong because she would call her mother twice a day. Shit, I got to call my mom. It's been like a week and a half. (laughs) Fuck. I got to do that. Now, I mean, Nelson lives with three other dudes. Right. He's a bachelor. Right. He's 35. Which that's you know I'm I'm 35 so yeah. I get it and he's making good money he's working at Purdue. I mean pharmacists make banks. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't think he's a well he's like a research scientist. I don't know I'm how sure much he's I'm still sure he's doing very well. You well. said he yeah. had his farm D. So yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm sure he's he's making good. He's probably just living with three dudes because he kind of just looks like a you know just a, a bro a bro. Yeah, like I would fucking yeah. have a beer with him. He looks cool, you know. Yeah. But she is. But that's the thing, like, I would say if she's looking for something long term, she's got a fucking husband. Right. That's very true. She's, but she I mean, is in a like committed related relationship. Literally, marriage is the definition of a long term relationship. <laughs> like, it's literally until death do you part. So, but she does not like rejection, which we're going to talk about here in a second. But, and she is the one pursuing these these relationships like it's not like yeah well it's basically this one guy nelson Mm, nelson from simpson the simpsons (laughs) no yeah that's him (laughs) so but this is the the girlfriend so she's got to get the girlfriend out the way now this is three months before she stabs her own husband playing the sex game so anna and annalisa yeah annalisa ramundo so annalisa and they're both, yeah, Sheila Dabalu. They're both immigrants. They, but they were um, dating long before. For a long, They were dating for a long time. Who? Neil and Neil. Annalisa. She's asking how long they were together. Nelson? Yes, Nelson. Nelson. No, they were just dating. They just started dating okay. in 2002. Okay, so it wasn't... So, and he's dating other girls, too, but... Then he decides, you know, I really like this girl. We're going to move in. So that's when he gets serious. I don't know if he's cheating on her or not, but. Okay. Okay. You know. I'm with you now. Yeah, exactly. So, but he's not. uh, This is confusing. Nope. Anyway, this, who you're looking at now, and I'll put all these photos on talkmore.com. There's a lot of similarities between her and Sheila. She's 32 years old and she's from the Philippines. She is an immigrant as well. She is, quote, beautiful, dark. Shiny skin, eyes to match, cheerful demeanor, and smile so large, it was hard not to like the woman and feel her magnetic charm the moment she was introduced. Yeah, her, End quote. her that, smile that is, looks very contagious just from these mm-hmm. pictures. Very beautiful woman. So, and she is more of his age and, well, you know, she's also not married. And like not going to murder somebody, but you know. Yeah. Uh, well, I would, size 2020. I would I would kind of hope that if you had any inclination that your potential love interest would murder someone that you would just stay away. Yeah. She is the, the victim here tonight. 
But a little bit more, a little bit more about her. She grew up. So her father is also in the medical field. He's okay. a doctor as well. He, she would often go on these missions. That's what they're called missions. You go to a different country. You provide aid for you know the the villagers, the villagers that need certain you know whatever band aids or ointment or, or whatever. Yeah, in in high school they had a trip every year to Honduras. Oh, and they would go and provide aid and stuff. That's cool. So, yeah. Quote, while in college, she volunteered in the soup kitchen and the Center for Women. Annalisa was very friendly, and she never thought negatively of others. Her laugh, affectionate cheerfulness lifted us up, especially in sad times. And then the father goes on to say, quote, she was exceptionally gifted with a sharp mind and intellect, end quote. Mm. So that is the victim tonight. Very sad, very smart very, yeah. very smart, successful person slayed by this also very smart and successful person, but just a fucking nut job, right? Mm. She played tennis, loved to ski, scuba dive. She was actually certified in scuba diving, which oh, is wow. actually pretty uh, yeah, difficult to get. That's cool. Her dream was to be a big CEO of a big company, probably a wow. pharmaceutical company. One last quote here from the father. Quote, I suffered through unbearable grief, depression, and agony, so much so that I could not function normally. I continued to have chest pains and needed medication. Aww. I started to question my faith in God. That's sad. Why this had to happen to us. After all, we were, de- and he says, we were devoted Christians, end quote. Mm. So I don't know, man. That's sad. It's very sad. It's hard. I feel like that's something that happens i don't want to say regularly but it's not unheard of if like something tragic happens you kind of question your faith yeah yeah. some people question their faith yeah very sad this right here is the uh the murder scene so we're going a few months back we're going to talk about the murder of annalisa Ramundo. this is november 8th 2002 the police aren't even notified until there's a 911 call and the operator and i'll put the call on talkmore.com but the operator responds and it is a woman sheila davalu obviously claiming to be the neighbor next door to the victim annalisa ramundo and she says that it seems to me or i could hear a man and a, a woman arguing and if you just want to come check it out i don't know what's going on i just wanted to report this she gives several wrong addresses. And then when the operator asks for more information about, you know, what's your name or who are you besides the neighbor, she just hangs up. Mm. But if you listen to that 911 call, and they actually did a voice analysis when they finally uh. put the murder on her, they did a voice analysis and it's the exact same the frequency waves and stuff. It's her. Yeah. So Sheila mm. Davalu is trying to kill off the boyfriend's girlfriend. But you would think how she is framing that phone call, she's going to get the boyfriend in trouble. Right? Apparently, the boyfriend didn't know that Sheila killed his girlfriend. And after his girlfriend died, who do you think was the... The, the, the prime call suspect. To, no, not the, the prime suspect, yeah, but the call to comfort. Oh, my God, my girlfriend's dead. Uh I need someone to hold me and, you know, coddle me and cuddle me. Who was there? Sheila. Sheila. The killer. But a lot of people think that the boyfriend may have knew about it because when the police asked, because the boyfriend was a prime suspect. Right. We're talking about Nelson. Nelson right. was a prime suspect. You would think. But he didn't do it because they, the Purdue Pharma, obviously, is a fucking huge bajillion dollar pharmaceutical company. They got the most high tech freaking clock in cameras and all kinds of shit available in mankind they could see his entire day mapped out he was at the Mm. research facility the entire time he didn't kill his girlfriend november 8 2002 that call comes in a man was assaulting someone a woman at 123 harbor view this is a very nice neighborhood condominium right by the the inlet there Mm -hmm. a bunch of yachts and boats and all kinds of shit that we can't afford not yet yeah, the call actually came in from a nearby payphone, 
and I actually looked up the restaurant. Um, I wish I didn't because it made me really hungry. It was the local Duchess Hamburger and Hot Dog Restaurant on oh. Shippen Avenue. So the officer pushes open the door, and there is the victim, Anna Lisa Ramundo. She is dead. There is blood everywhere. You're looking at some of the evidence photos right now. I'll put them on talkmore.com. Look at all that blood. Wow. Interesting. There was a pairing yeah, knife Yeah, I was going to ask if that's the same pairing knife. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting point. I don't know that I don't I didn't see where that's the same knife. I don't think it would be. That's just her weapon of choice. But I guess. it may have been. That is a really good point because as soon as Anna Lisa Ramundo opens the door, you know, hello, she stabbed in the face. Oh my gosh. So in the it face? is Yeah, because it is an instant she doesn't even know what's going on just right wow. there. She, she there was no real defensive wounds because it happened so quick and it happened in the front. How do you know if someone was attacked from the front or the back? The entry wounds. Yeah, the entry wounds right in the front. There was no exterior wounds. There was nothing, you know, that told investigators that she was snuck up on. She opened the door and was confronted with a knife in the face, in the face. All the wounds that she suffered that we're about to go through were in her face area, which means that is that is extremely personal right yeah. there. That's why they thought it was yeah. a boyfriend, you know? Well, I find it interesting, though, that they didn't think more about the payphone call. It was a neighbor, but it was a payphone no, down the street. No, they did. I it mean, was a female. They did. They did. Know? And uh, you got to keep in mind, it's not that the cops did a bad job. I mean, this was only three months ago. The, the, the case was still active. Yeah. And plus, so they got DNA, obviously, when in a lot of cases we cover this happens so if you ever decide to kill someone with a knife and it's going to be a struggle just keep this in mind a lot of times you actually slip and nick yourself mm. down you know you, your uh, hand passes down the hill uh-huh, uh-huh. and nicks yourself and if you nick yourself then your blood is going to be on the scene in the scene and there's a good quote i don't know by one of these investigators i read but it says something like this. You you always leave, you always enter and leave the crime scene by bringing something in and taking something. So very, you know, we're talking about like, um, mm. what do you call it? Um, evidence. Like shedding? Uh, like DNA no, shedding? Um, trace evidence. We're talking oh, about a little trace oh. evidence stuff. Mm-hmm. You, you, your DNA, whether it's a piece of your hair or a skin cell or whatever, you're always going to leave something at that crime scene. You're always going to take something from that crime scene. Whether if it's, if you watch Forensic Files, a lot of uh, these killers get caught because of the same carpet, mm-hmm. a little strand of carpet. And they do this little analysis of the carpet. Oh, this carpet was made at this manufacturer and this date. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway, keep that in mind. You got you to gotta wear a full fucking bodysuit. All right, November or 8th. Or just like don't murder anyone. November yeah, 8th. Yeah, that too. November 8th, 2002 is when she is killed. And I'll put the photos on talkmore.com. Very violent. The officer pushes open the door, sees the victim laying there. Multiple stab wounds from a violent struggle. This was at 1157. And once they finally caught Sheila... She actually makes a call to you know who Nelson Sessler right after he right after she kills his girlfriend at the fucking house. It's like, yo, what's up, baby? Nah, I'm just standing over your, you know, your dead girlfriend. Oh my god, that's the that's her man. She is local. No shit. There was blood everywhere, and her blood. She didn't nick herself. There were blood stains on the handle of the bathroom sink. And someone tried to clean it up. I don't know why she would think to even do that. I mean, she obviously, she's a very smart person. Uh, DNA and, um, let me see. So she did leave some DNA at the scene. Yeah, she, yeah, of course. But so they didn't know her DNA at the time. Because if you get DNA, you run it. Like my DNA is not in your fucking database. Right, because you have not been charged with a, a crime. Well, let me tell you that back. Run. You, most people's DNAs are... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think mine is. What do they do with our fingerprints? Like, remember when we were younger and the police used to come into school? school? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do they do with that? That was I more, think more like them missing. Away, dude. I think your the parent your parents have them. 
like I think my parents I think they like they give them to your parents so that they can put them in a security box. Oh. Or you can sell them. That's um, what I did. I remember that too. That's so funny. You never know when you're gonna need this, man. <laughs> so that if you're ever missing or anything ever happens to you, like they, they can have give it, it to the Yeah, they police. can give it okay. to the police. The crime scene, quote, as investigators looked more closely at what they had, it appeared that Anna had been brutally attacked, stabbed repeatedly. There was so much blood and things overturned, end quote. The autopsy, and I'm going to go through this rather quick. She suffered nine stab wounds to the face, left cheek, neck, and shoulder areas. Nine stab wounds to the face. You were, you hate someone. She hated this woman. She didn't, and Lisa... Ramundo, I doubt they even she even knew who this girl was, but this girl sure as fuck knew who she was type of thing, Mm. you know, and she I mean, that is very hateful to do that. Yeah, I'd say the fatal wound was actually to the chest. It was inches left to the midline. The knife had a straight entry struck her left lung. Her left pulmonary artery, interior ribs, and back muscles. Back muscles. They actually thought it was the boyfriend because of that. Mm. The back. All right. So she is laying. She's only attacked from the front. Only attacked from the front. Mm -hmm. But there is a near exit penetration from her back. That is how hard she <gasps> stabbed while Whoa. she's on. So Lisa is on the ground. She's been stabbed. You're going to fall on the ground. Right. And then you're going to try to flail or whatever. She took that knife and stabbed it so hard through her lung that it almost went out the back. So it couldn't have been a paring knife then. It had to have been Holy a bigger knife. Holy shit. That, that is, is some force. That is yeah. some force, man. That is some hate you fuck this kind of shit force. That's why they thought it was the the boyfriend. It seems like a man's. It's like yeah. how could you get it that I mean she with all her might, you know? Mm. And it it's just because she's jealous or whatever. Wow. But it almost came out the back, the back muscles. It says right there, the interior ribs and back muscles. Damn. Which meant the killer was powerful and strong, which it's got to be the boyfriend, right? But it wasn't cuz the camera shows them. Mm. There was a lot, there were a lot of internal bleeding and there were some defensive wounds. There were some skin injuries. And even when Anna was on the floor already pretty much gone past her lifespan, she was kicked repeatedly in the face by this woman, Sheila Davalu. Her head, as far as blunt trauma, not the knife. This is her kicking her in the face. Five blunt trauma attacks to the back of the head the largest was three inches there were two to the left center and two to the right center so she had some fractures Mm. this means that quote this is from the police report bashed her head in at some point end quote they use the word bashed her head thanks so so when you see a medical examiner or a forensic uh, autopsy technician or whatever use words like that they they literally they're they're anatomical words don't fit they have to use those words again we've covered a case that was like that before it's like Mm -hmm. bashed you know what i'm saying both of her fingernails from her middle fingers were broken that was during the struggle the murder weapon was a one and a half inch one and a half inch wide blade four to five inches long very thin in width a boning or a fillet knife so yeah, yeah four inches went through her whole body that's fucking hate right there, man. That's jealous hate, dude. Wow. It took her seven minutes to die from the stab wound to the lung. The That was one of the last stabs. Mm. So she was stabbed in the face. That last one was in the lung, and it took her seven minutes Ugh. to bleed to death, like internally. That's how she died. Oh, it's awful. There were uh, no injuries to no injuries to the back. That's how we know that she opened the door and immediately was mm-hmm. confronted. Uh, the killer went straight to her. There were things tossed over, so there was a struggle. "Quote: The blood had not had time to begin coagulating. Puddles of blood oh, were wow. shiny and wet. Oh. They tacky. They used the word tacky. Oh. The victim herself appeared to be still bleeding out." End quote. So the police get there. They know it's not the boyfriend. 
Because even, it's not like he killed her last night and then, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, she is still bleeding out. Right. And the blood is tacky. Like, you know, I guess uh, very thick and I don't yeah. like that term in this yeah, case. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's painting a real gross yeah. image. Ugh. Yeah, tacky. Yuck. Ugh. It's like you, ugh. Sticky. Yeah, I mean, it's just bleeding right there Thick. on the condo floor. Yeah. Detective Greg Holt said, quote, somebody hated this woman. Mm, that's terrible. Quote. He is a detective, a homicide detective. Mm-hmm. And he ain't a young, young guy either. He's seen some things. He says, quote, somebody hated this woman, end quote. That was what he said. That's, a, what, that's you like know. the perfect description. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, real quick, this hasn't really nothing to do with this case, but this is very interesting. I want to throw this out there so I can remember it in the future. But they know immediately that it wasn't a rapist or a sexual motivated crime because for whatever reason, the detectives said this, that a rapist or a sexually motivated killer would never attack a woman in the face, would never mm. stab in the face, even after death or whatever. If, if they're, you know, interesting, that, that is something that they just never see at all. Mm. Very interesting at all is a, a sexually motivated crime and being stabbed in the face or I, being the, the face disfigured. Yeah. Type of thing. yeah. yeah. Interesting. I, I don't know why. It's just that's what they said. Uh, quote, this is from the detective, quote, disfiguring of the face is very characteristic of a female perp, end quote. Mm. So, y'all fucking crazy mm. ass. Yep. Anyway, all right, let's, let's, obviously she was arrested and we're going to wrap this up, but that's her right here, Sheila Davalu. After the Raimondo death, Sheila sent the grieving boyfriend, Nelson Sessler, and I don't actually think i i don't think anyone else thinks that he he had anything to do with it you know i mean these scientist types man they're very aloof Mm. you know what i'm saying they're just not they're kind of disconnected they're very smart but they're Mm -hmm. just not right you know the common sense shit because they're thinking analytically all day correct but i mean because for instance the 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 husband who is also a scientist had no idea that the mentally challenged brother was not the one coming over. It was the secret boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't even, can't even figure that out, then. Yeah. So I don't think he had anything to do with it. But he see, he put it together real quick as soon as yeah, he went yeah, over. Yeah. Like, he may, have, he may have had suspicions that Sheila killed his girlfriend. Um, I think he and did. And I think, like, as soon as he walked in and saw what was going on there, he was like, yeah. She killed. She definitely did. You know. Yeah. What I mean? Well, so the co- here's the one thing that I the the uh, the things that the cops believe that he may have had something to do with it because when they obviously he's a prime suspect when they interviewed him multiple times and said, "Hey, does she have any enemies or have you dated anyone? Who, you know, what? Who was your last ex girlfriend's name? You know, tell us mm-hmm. everyone." Mm-hmm. Sheila was the only one that he had not mentioned at all. Oh, interesting. So I don't know why, why that was, but right after she killed Ramundo, she sent him a care package. Now, so he did love Ramundo, you know, his his girlfriend, soon to be wife, I'd imagine. And he was breaking off from Sheila, but he's grieving. She sends him a care package, consoled him, and was one of the few people willing to talk to him. Everyone else thought he killed her. And they shunned him. But he was there. In January 2003, they went to a ski event together. And this is going to show you how crazy she is. There was a group ski event. And when he shows up, where's everyone else? Oh, no one else can make it. It's just you and me. So that's how creepy it was. Uh, Like she organized a trip? Yeah, for for the two. Yeah, right after she... You know, oh murders his girlfriend. That's not good. They begin a sexual relationship. A little bit about Sheila before we uh, end this. Intelligent, dark skin. I'll put her photo on talkmer.com. She told people she was Italian or French. She would interchange them. But in fact, she spent 14 years in the Middle East. She's uh, Iranian. Hmm. And that's where she immigrated from. Okay. I- Iran, not Iran. And she lived in Pleasantville, New York. 
So, and she was a medical coding and thesaurus administration. She was 32 at the time. I'm sorry. Yeah, she was young. Oh, interesting. She does sorry. not she look that young. She looked older in the other photos. I mean, um, this was, was 2002, and then the photos here is when. No, I mean, no I mean, but even is, the yeah. photo when she was with Nielsen, I, I thought she was older. Yeah, she. Or Nelson, sorry. Not, well, did not age, man. Some people are she, not blessed could with it. It could have been, I mean, been the stress of knowing that she murdered, you know? Well, no, yeah. she didn't have any stress. But here, I will tell you the, the stress she had. She was married to a guy at a high school. Now, in Iran, well, I shouldn't say that because I've never been to Iran. But some of those countries, you know, where arranged marriages right. is still it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was an arranged marriage. That uh, was an arranged marriage. Didn't work. And that, to be, I know overseas when I was there, you don't want to be a divorced wife. Right. At all. Right. Because that basically is death sentence. Yeah, you, you know you're what I'm never going to remarry. You're never going to remarry. And that is a huge problem. And so she got divorced from the husband. And the parents looked down on that because that's their culture. And after that point, she could not handle rejection. In fact, she was actually married once before, before the... The guy she tried to stab with a knife during the sex game. There was another marriage that so, didn't work. So, so um, two marriages, and now it's about to be three. But she didn't want that third one to fail. She wanted him to just die. Yeah. So it was not her fault. Kind of type of shit. Right. Even though if he died, it was at her hands, which is her fault. But at least yeah. she's not being rejected. Exactly. So she had. You don't reject me. I reject you. Yeah. Exactly. So this is what. Um, This is what the husband said at the trial. I should have put this in earlier, but, quote, had a handicapped brother, a mentally challenged or retarded brother that she took care of and elderly parents. And uh, and and those things took up most of her time on the weekends. That's why her husband never saw her, I guess. Mm. You know, she was always cheating on him and stuff. Let's end it there. So, what do you guys think? She's in she's in prison for the rest of her life. She so she defended out. herself though, and didn't oh, do yeah, herself any favors. No, she didn't do any favors. Was no, it she, as entertaining as the last self defense? She got twenty five years for so she was sitting in prison before they even linked her for the murder mm, because she, of the attempted murder. Yeah, so she got twenty five years in prison for trying to kill her husband. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then. So they just took their time. She ain't going nowhere. You know, let's build a case. Right. A good fucking case. And they did. And I, I believe the sentence was something like 60 years. Either way, she's going to be dead. You know, she yeah. got to serve on consecutively. So 60 plus 25. Did she represent years. herself yeah. in both trials? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. But that's that's, crazy. A, that's Sheila Davalu right there. Hope you guys like that little case. Yeah. Uh, confusing as all titties. No, I, I if it, that's a really interesting, like the love triangle type thing. Oh, the web she we yeah. All right, but that that's all I got for this case. Be sure to tune skin into the next episode. Ah. <laughs> all right, the next episode is really gruesome, and you guys will like it. This occurs in Poland. Oh, <laughs> all right. So anyway, um, that is all I got on Sheila Davaluga Talkmore.com. If you like this, we do live chats every Sunday. And you can join us there. Just become a member. Talkmore.com slash join to do that. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.